Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Well, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you once again. We'd love to tell you about our free course you can download called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This is a video course that is free and you can download it right away by giving us your email address. There's a link in the show notes and we'll send it to you right away. And this course is for couples who are trying to heal from the impact of betrayal. There's information for the person who's been betrayed as well as the person who broke the trust and some great support for couples as well. So it's called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. We'd love to send it to you. Click on the link in the show notes and we'll get it right to you. All right. So, so we're not done, Jody. No, from last, last no, time. No, we're going to pick up where we <laughs> left off because we felt like there's some more pieces. Yeah, this apology thing. Mm -hmm. After we stopped recording that last episode, we really, we just started talking and had more questions. And we thought, well, we probably well, ought to yeah, come back. Yeah, some more stuff. Yeah. Because in a relationship, it can get really, really slippery really fast when it comes to our our expectations of ourselves and each other Yeah. in terms of apologizing and receiving apology or yeah. what's necessary or if somebody has, has hurt somebody else, mm -hmm. what's expected, what's required, plus the dance we do in our own minds of what we're accountable for or not, or right. what we genuinely believe about that. Okay. A lot of, lot of moving pieces here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think specifically we wanted to come back into another episode on this topic around this idea of if you're doing, if you're really sincere and you're apologizing and you do genuinely feel bad about what you've done and you are trying to give us a, a heartfelt apology, if the other person won't receive it, mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, that's right. That's right. Where that's you, what we want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. That's what we want to talk about because at every step along the way in this process, you can bring your best self and do the work that you're needing to do and have zero control over the outcomes. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, you just have to handle what somebody else brings or yeah. the way that they respond. But people can find themselves in a bind. That's right. Yeah. And the, the, what we're talking about is not apologizing your way out of accountability. Heavens no. But we're talking about being genuinely sorry and committed to Mm -hmm. to making changes and having that be at least as in a step, enough in a, in a step. Mm -hmm. But you see something to the contrary quite a bit. Well, yeah. So maybe I can zoom out a little bit okay. and give a little bit, little bit more overview of just what I see in my practice over the years with okay. people that are healing from betrayal. This is a common complaint from a lot of people that have broken trust. They feel like, you know, I've apologized. I don't know how many more times I can say I'm sorry. And my wounded partner won't accept it. And so they get stuck in this place where the, the betrayed partner feels like, you know, I can't really, you know, I can't believe them or I don't trust or I just, 
it's the apology doesn't mean anything. It's just words. I mean, it just there can be all kinds of reasons, and mm-hmm. and so they can almost feel like they're holding up the process because the apology is not. So I don't think in this conversation today that I'm necessarily talking about. I want to talk about that piece of it because I think that that's a diff. To me, that's a little bit different when you're dealing with a, a really big breach of of trust and safety and security. There's such a huge time factor in that of demonstrating patterns that are different, sure. of, of showing that there's, there's deep remorse, of recognizing that there needs to be a disclosure sometimes, or in most cases, there needs to be you know, understanding of deeper dynamics and behavioral changes and compassion. And there, there's just so many things that the person who broke the trust needs to do so that, so that that apology becomes like a living apology. Sure. It's, it's like the, experientially, the person who's been betrayed has an easier time, almost a more natural time of saying, it's just, it's like my new reality. This person is, is different and it feels different. And, you know, there's, it's just not, they don't just take their word for it anymore. And that process, again, depending on the, the, the couple and the situation can take months, sometimes years. And, and so I think what we're talking about today is when maybe for, I guess you could call them maybe lower level slights or injuries or hurts okay. that aren't so complicated. Mm-hmm. When you've made an apology to someone and they just, they won't accept it. They won't, it doesn't seem to move the needle. It doesn't seem to change the quality of the relationship. It doesn't seem to promote like a, a repair or a, a closeness again. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's, I don't know, you're just log jammed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when that happens, I think there are two basic possibilities. Okay. And one is that the apologizer is apologizing in order to to get a response or a reaction or manipulate in some way. It's like a transactional yeah, apology. Yeah, it's a transactional apology. Mm-hmm. Or the person who's being apologized to just refuses to let that person change and mm-hmm. and be sorry. And you know, there could be a, variations of yeah, all those. Yeah. But yeah, I think at the core, right, one person yeah, so the apology on the first example, the apology is is coming in as like a controlling and sincere. Something mm-hmm. about it, the quality of it doesn't feel yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the person, the betrayed person can feel something's off with that. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one because, you know, when you're in that position of being apologized to, sometimes, it, you know, it's, it's hard to say something about this doesn't feel right to me, mm-hmm. even if they're like checking the box and doing things. Yeah, saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they've listened to our last episode and said all the right things. <laughs> yeah, there still might be something that doesn't doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's I think it's important for the person who's apologizing beyond any kind of technique to make sure that their their heart and their intentions are really about healing and promoting closeness and surrendering the outcome of that. Yeah, and not yeah, genuinely. Yeah, that mm-hmm. the purpose is to express their regret for hurting their partner, period. And no matter how it's received, mm-hmm. that's, that's genuine and stays genuine, even if, you know, then that's not contingent on how the other person responds. They would accept any outcome. Yeah. Yeah. They genuinely feel sorry. And want that to has a it. different energy to it. Oh, it does. Right. It does. And from experience, I feel like when, when you and I have had things go on uh-huh. and you've come to me with that kind of an apology. I feel, I feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you mean the transactional a apology of the tension. No. Oh, no. the healthy one. Yeah, yeah. A healthy apology. Like where it's like, I can accept any outcome. 
I'm, yeah, you don't need me to respond to you in a certain way. Yeah, I don't need anything from you, right? In that apology. That's, that, that's a great measure, which is I'm offering this, my heart's open, I don't need anything back from you. Yeah. There's and, a total relinquishment of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that in my body. So if that's not there, it's more likely that the person receiving the apology or in that position is going to push back. Probably. Because there's, there's like conditions now. There's... Mm-hmm. There's something almost like there's an expectation they need to do something now. And it could rush the process. It could, mm-hmm. it could really, I think Doug Weiss calls it the hurry up guy. It's kind of like, okay, like uh-huh. you're on my timetable now. Uh-huh. Right? I said, I'm sorry. Are we going to clip along? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable and it might, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it, it might uh, make the dinner party awkward. It might, it, mm-hmm. right? It might mm-hmm. ruin the day, whatever. You know, it might make things really tough for a while or yeah. whatever the, the consequence may be. But really letting go of that is, yeah, opens up, I think, a much better experience. So so that's the one reason. So, so yeah, go ahead. Well, I was saying, Lynn, do you want to talk more about that one or go to nope, the second nope. one? Yeah. So this other one of the other person not re- allowing it. Yeah. And so we're implying now that the apology is surrendered. There are no strings attached. Yeah. I it's, hurt you. I'm sorry. I mean mm-hmm. it. I'll keep saying that. Yep. And, you know, not worry about it because it's it's sincere for me. So I, I think, you know, I think on the other side of that, the person who's struggling to receive it or allow it, I mean, I have tremendous compassion for anybody who's been hurt. I've been hurt. You've been hurt. Like, it's a hard place to be to receive an apology. It, retreat, it requires tremendous vulnerability, mm-hmm. trust. Sometimes you're so burned out from maybe hearing that same apology 300 times. Yep. Yeah. Right. Trust is a huge factor. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors in why that could be hard to receive, which I think it's important for both people to be aware of. Yeah. You know, so that can be part of the discussion. I think to me, it's more problematic when the person who's receiving the apology won't communicate or talk about what they're like, why that's hard for them. Okay. I think that's important to even to name what's happening, either in that moment, which I don't think most people can do, mm-hmm. but certainly at some future point, be able to say, this is where, it, this is in the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Because it's, it's one thing to like mm-hmm. accept somebody's genuine offering and recognize that there's not enough of a foundation yeah. to take steps in their direction yet. Right. And there but might to be- to accept what they're giving and- Yeah. Or just, Yeah. You know, I, you seem really, really genuine. I appreciate that. Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not there yet, which is fair. Yeah. You know, you can't rush it. And I think too, if, if you find yourself on the receiving end of an apology and, you know, you, you just are like, I don't trust anyone, you know, mm. you sort of just shut down. It, it might be, you know, a tipping point. You might have other injuries or wounds from mm-hmm. other relationships or, you know, your family of origin, there can be lots of things that contribute to the struggle. And again, I think it's, if you find yourself blocked or unable to accept or integrate that apology and, and use it you know, as a way to build the relationship, to me, like all reasons are fine. Like it's, I think it's just about having the conversation and understanding what's stuck, what's in the way. Cause there's lots, there can be lots of reasons. Oh Yeah. And you don't have to beat yourself up that you're just bitter and resentful and you won't, you know, I, I think you can become mm-hmm. pretty self-judgmental. Like you should just be a nice, good person and just accept the apology. Mm-hmm. There might be some feedback there that's good for the relationship or maybe even good for you individually. 
Yeah. Because that, that moment of vulnerability, I think, can expose a lot. It can open up an invitation to look, look at something that may be unresolved or Well, because incomplete. if it's genuine, if the mm-hmm. apology is genuine yeah. and it creates an opportunity, then both parties can look at it and have the discussion. And the person who's apologizing won't feel defensive that there's something in the way or something that needs to be discussed because they're genuinely sorry. Yeah. So there's the and space now there's to the explore There's the safety it. Mm-hmm. that might. Right. Because if it turns transactional all of a sudden. Then. Like, oh, well, oh. you didn't accept it right away. Well, now it's off the table you, or whatever. Right. Right. The pouting, the withdrawing, the uh-huh. the punishment of some sort, you know, the the hurt. Then all of a sudden it really does reveal if it's transactional. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. And. You know, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I've I've certainly seen this where it's like, wow, I can't control the timeline of when this apology will be received and when it will be something that creates more closeness or repairs the relationship, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So on the, on the receiving end of an apology like that, I think it's okay to have that conversation internally and certainly to communicate, you know, if it's a relationship you want to stay in. I think I think some people it's like, "Hey, yeah, I appreciate Thank you, but I'm moving on or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, that sometimes that has to happen. You know, if it's a, it's like there's no way of going back or it's, it's changed something dramatically, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that happens. And it's like, it's not going to matter whether I accept your apology or not for this relationship. I've got to do my own work on forgiving and just letting mm-hmm. things go and healing and stuff like that. But if you're going to stay in the relationship and it matters to you and something's in the way, I just don't believe that there should be a lot of pressure to accept it if something is in the way without having some sort of a conversation about it or some sort of, I just think that that really matters. I think where I see it getting a little bit tricky, and maybe this is what we're trying to get to the bottom of, is that, and we touched on this a few episodes ago, the idea that this should never have happened. Mm. This should never have happened to me. You should never have done this. And now maybe overt or covert contracts were broken, a huge betrayal of trust, like all of these elements that, that could be playing a part here. But to hold somebody hostage for that. For unspoken expectations or unspoken, is that what you're saying? Oh, just forever. Yeah. You know, not letting somebody change and heal. Mm-hmm. Well, it does just that. It just will hold the relationship hostage and it can't grow. Yeah. I think it if hold- there's potential. Yeah. And I think it holds the person hostage too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, think I mean, a perpetual a- victim is not a fun life, even though there are some points where it feels powerful mm-hmm. and that can be really seductive. But that's not a, that's not living a full empowered life. No. It's just really kind of playing small. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I, this always comes up in my work is that, Trust is earned, trust is rebuilt. It's not something that is a right or you're entitled to. And so if you've done the work to rebuild trust, if you've done the work to demonstrate that you're a safer person and that you've changed and and you're extending the apology and the and the changed life as you're offering and and so on, then part of that growth and your, you know, your own trustworthiness, if you will, is tolerating that space and that uncertainty and mm-hmm. surrendering that. Mm-hmm. So that'll just be the fruits of your change. And you'll just, I mean, that'll just be a, a workspace in there. And I never put a time frame on it because every case is different. But if you're on the other side of that and someone's really made that kind of an offering and you, 
you just can't get over it. You just can't quit ruminating on it. It might be important for you to slow down and look at maybe doing some personal trauma work. Maybe your mm -hmm. body is just mm -hmm. trying to keep you safe. Maybe you're just like, if I get close, I'll get hurt again. There could be family patterns. There could be belief systems. There could be other things that still need to change that haven't changed. Maybe this issue has been resolved, but there's other things that maybe feel just as threatening. Okay. So yeah, there can be yeah. a lot of reasons. And so again, and not it's not the unwillingness to look at it and explore it and understand why it's so hard. I think that unwillingness is really, to me, sort of the task for that person is to it's not to just automatically go accept the apology. It's it's the sure. willingness to understand why it's hard to do that. Got it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And there's room and time for that. <laughs> right. And I think that takes a lot of maturity and a lot of courage and a willingness. And I think it's scary to do that. But even if at the end of all that, you decide I can't be in this relationship, that's okay too. Yes. That may not be something you can do anymore. People are allowed to have limits, but- I just don't want anyone to go through life unaware or undeveloped, missing that opportunity because that block is to me the uh -huh. invitation. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I feel like that, that checks out, but it's a little bit counterintuitive. Yeah, because it can feel like an all or nothing. Like, well, you have to either accept my apology or not. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, can I have like room to explore why this is a struggle? Well, with somebody who's a safe person who really is remorseful, in that relationship, you'll get that space. Mm -hmm. But if there's a demand that you better accept this or you're a terrible person, well, you're probably right to hesitate and pause on accepting that <laughs> right away yeah. because there's a trust issue still. Yeah. But if, if the signs are there, if the change in behavior is happening, if you're paying attention and those things are, mm -hmm. you're getting time, then- Things are checking out. There will need to be some steps of vulnerability yeah. on that part. And I, it's okay to have compassion for yourself and recognize that could be challenging for you, mm -hmm. but don't stop there. Mm. Use that to explore and look at it in the safety of another, like a counselor or a coach or talk to, you know, figure it out. You may not be able to do that with the other person, but I, I've worked with couples that a lot of the couples I work with are stuck down the road in the recovery process. I get very few that are in the early, early beginning stages. Okay. Most of them come because they've worked with other therapists or they've tried other things and they're still stuck. So they come and seek me out. And a lot of the work is really around this kind of stuff of like, oh, you know, he's doing really well or she's really like been safer, but I can't move. What's wrong with me? Mm, it's like, okay. oh, let's slow then that down. Let's look at that. Because there's, okay. there may be things that are maybe not in order still. Yeah. Maybe things that yeah. other person still needs to do. Might be responding to like to repair genuine trust. things that they can't identify. Uh-huh. So okay. that signal in your body or your hesitation holds a lot of clues for healing. And so don't dismiss it or reject it right away. Okay. Well. Good stuff. Humans are yeah. fascinating. Well, There's so much. We yeah. just, yeah. But hopefully there was something there that resonated with you and some of the experiences you're having. And yeah can help kind of be a guide to help Stay you get centered. Stay with it. Yeah. Stay with yes. it. Yes. There is hope and, and growth and, and healing. And so, yeah, thanks for being with us. We love having these conversations with you and hope they're helpful to you. Absolutely. Yep. And we'll see you in the next episode.